0: And happy it is definitely football Saturday <laughs> I'm Dr. Well, Lauren Pitts, and I am
1: Ronnie Ransom welcome is. back to house talk pregame episode 91 91 mm-hmm. you know I was thinking a lot of uh, episodes it, and it is it is like we've averaged about 40 episodes a season um, the first the first season we did de- well not second last season we definitely had more episodes than we started earlier mm-hmm. but i was thinking like man we got to do something special for episode 100 um, yeah so what
0: what did you look to see what date that falls on we got to have a 100th episode be, party or something so let's see 92 93 94
1: 95 six seven eight nine now to be november the, uh november 12th November twelfth. November twelfth will be episode one hundred of House Talk pregame. That's crazy. Like, okay. so we gotta,
0: we gonna have to throw a party.
1: Yeah, we are gonna have to do something. You know, 100th, something. Look, let me make a note of
0: that. Hundredth episode party. Gotta make yeah, it
1: happen. We're gonna see if we can get a, a, a special guest up here. or Something, you know, a yeah. collective of guests. You know, I mean, so, you know, hey, extra we, we special guest. We're doing the damn thing. You know, like we ninety-one episodes in. Yeah. Like I keep on trying to tell people, like, hey, you know, don't wait till it's too late to catch up. Now, all right, you know, we mm-hmm, got we mm-hmm. got plenty episodes. For don't despise small to- beginnings. <clears throat> who are go. they?
0: What's this HT pregame? Who's that Ronnie Ransom? Who's that Dr. Lopez? Don't nobody know who they are. Okay,
1: and you, you know, crazy. And we're gonna keep stacking these episodes because guess why? Yes. Like we are practicing patience. Say it. <laughs> and, and, and patience is a real big thing for us today, especially on our episode when we're focusing on patience. And you Indeed. know, not only the name of the game of it, but you know, patient is an asset for our players, but also mm-hmm. for our coaches, the administrative staff of teams, uh, mm-hmm. even from the trainers to the, the uh, equipment staff to the parents to the school. Mm-hmm. Like patience is a virtue, that, but that's, patience that's, that's... is but patience is a talent too. And you know? and honestly, I think you have to be talented to have patience. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about why I think we have to be talented to have patience because, you know, patience is something that everybody talks about, but not everybody has, you know, just like in sports, you know, those are certain things you can't coach. You can't coach speed. You can't coach size. And I mean, for those really true great legends, you can't coach patience. You can't coach having that level of awareness and that level of, of being present without yeah. patience. That's so right. we're going to talk about that today on top of also we're going to update y'all on our leaderboard for these HBCU games. I kind of gave. He cheated. To- he I cheated. Kind of- <laughs> well, see, we'll see what happened was is my record could have almost been perfect. But, you know, because of my uh my my bias and my uh, subjectivity towards a certain uh, pair of bulldogs, um, you know, I could almost been perfect. But we'll get to that towards the end. Mm-hmm. Of the Um, and and we'll also give our week two predictions because there are some um, really good games in the HBCU world this week. Um, I'm excited to see uh, one game in particular today if it comes on uh, TV, Mm -hmm. so we'll get to that. But um, yeah, yeah, so, and also tomorrow's first week, NFL Sunday, Um, we were just talking about um, the Bills and the Rams game on Thursday. Hey, the Bills are legit. The Bills Bills are legit. And also something, I, I know you were talking about you were watching the game on mute. But here's, here's something to keep in mind, too. We always talk about, you know, like for the average fan, you know, who watches the games and stuff like that, you know, they kind of are technical tannies, you know, like they, they kind of live by this, you know, where, oh, well, you're on the field, so there's no excuses. you out there getting paid millions of dollars, or, you know, you're out there getting a scholarship. There should be no reason why you can't perform at the highest level all the time. There should be no reason why you're out there making mistakes. This is all you do. You practice in college 20 hours a week at this in the NFL. This is what you do for in on and on every week. Why are you making mistakes? Why are you out there frustrated? Why are you out there got stuff on your mind? And they never put on a pair of pads, cleats, or nothing else. Exactly. All
0: this crap so, to say. And it's like, and how long did you play when you was playing? Oh, shut up. Sitting.
1: In, in the midst of the game, one thing that, you know. I, I was paying attention to, and it kind of, I started to not, I started to notice it last year during the playoffs, but it's reared his ugly head again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jalen Ramsey is considered, you know, arguably the great, you know, the best cornerback in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has been, he's had that title for about the last, i say four or five seasons, mm-hmm. but you know, with that title also comes, you know, like, yeah, when you are considered the best at what you do in your sport, yeah, and everybody else is an alpha male in your sport, especially at your position where, you know, having a level of confidence and bravado and just a shortness about yourself is at an all-time high playing cornerback. Yeah, you're going to have people trying. You. You're you going to have receivers trying you week in and week out. Or, you know, you might just gain a certain level of respect where people are like, you know what, we're not going to try you. Like when we think of people who weren't tried at that level, primetime, Deion Sanders, you know, Darrell Revis. But Jalen Ramsey's struggling. You know, he's struggling. Um, if we go back to the NFC championship game last year against the 49ers, he gave up mm-hmm. a big play. If mm-hmm. we go back to the Super Bowl right before halftime, gave up gave up a um a really big play to Jamar mm-hmm. Chase right before halftime. And then coming right out of the half, gave up a touchdown that to, I think believe T Higgins right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the third quarter. You know, the great and, and he talked about it on the podcast after the Super Bowl, how you know. Yeah, those two plays, like, you know, he was, you know, the moment was, you know, really huge. Like, a lot was going on. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he made a mistake. But if we're being objective about it, you know, he even said, yeah. like, yeah, I didn't have a great game that game. Well, here we come, you know, game one of the season and whatnot. Um, and for all the receivers who lined up in front of Jalen Ramsey in game one, I think they had seven catches for 124 yards and two total yeah. touchdowns against him in that game. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the best CB in the uh, in the league right now. Yeah, and yeah. people are not afraid of him. They're throwing at Which him is, more and more. speaks volumes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, you start to see the frustration. You start to see him get mad and yeah. you start to see him maybe, you know, not trust his technique at times during the game right. and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, so that's something to keep an eye out for. You know, we all talk about mm-hmm. how the game within the game and also the mental, the mental game within the mental game. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that go on during the course of a game that a lot of the fans just don't get privy to see or they don't right. know because they've never been in that situation. So right. you know, I think that's something to be mindful of, and you know, obviously, you know, wishing him a great season and stuff like that. He's yeah. a great player and everything, but when you start to notice those things, when you start to see somebody who has to have that reputation and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like living up to that reputation day in and day out, week in and week out, during the course of a season where you know you the best want the best. So yeah. you know that was something that I noticed during the game on Thursday, but outside of that, man, the Bills are legit. Like, yeah, look, and you know what's so
0: funny. You know, I'd be looking. I'm like, oh, wait. Let me see. Do we play them during the big season? Do y'all? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Whoo! You know, certain you be like, thank, you, thank you. I don't have to see them no time soon. You yeah, know? Hey, but for real, I do. It, it's it's it. like I said, I was glad that we had to play Denver preseason. Well, I don't want none of us right now. <laughs> don't hey, want none hey, in right now.
1: Hey, you know what? I, I just saw an ad I know Russell is a fellow 804 native uh, like mm-hmm. myself from uh, <laughs> Richmond and whatnot, yeah. but um, now I know he, you know, I, look, Russell loves his wife, right? Russell loves yeah. his wife, and I'm not knocking him for loving his wife, but Russell know he was lying on this ad. It was asking what song do you get hyped to for a Thursday night game? what he said? <laughs> he gonna talk about some Level Up by Sierra, and I'm like,
0: Happy Russell.
1: wife,
0: happy life. Isn't that Russell. what y'all say? Hey, look, <laughs> that's what y'all say. Hey, look,
1: now, hey, look. I know he, I know he promoting his wife and, and kudos to him. I'm not knocking him for that. But well, Russell, you know, damn well you ain't listening to no level Up by Sierra before you walk out there in front of eighty thousand fans about to play the Hawks uh, on Sunday. Come on now. Come He's on, like, stop
0: it! Be, be get in touch with your
1: authentic self. Yeah, but it's all good. It's all no good. judgment, Russell. You know, no no here judgment. We would love to have you on the show, man. You know, you are eight hundred four native like myself. So you know, <laughs> hey, you know, I'll look. Look, I gotta play level up to we'll get you on here. We'll level on up and play level up all these months. There but, it um, is. Yeah, so it's a great weekend for football. It a lot is. of great college games coming on today. NFL starts tomorrow, man. Yeah. So, Doctor Pitts, do you have any uh, mental health tips of the uh, uh, the week this week?
0: Yep, it's short, sweet, and
1: to the point. Never pray for patience.
0: <laughs> Don't ever ask for patience. No, Doctor Pitts, why you say that? Because
1: <laughs>
0: if take your time, you, take
1: your time, Pastor, take your time. They, they, if they, they you need...
0: pray for patience, if you mm. ask for patience, you are inviting the floodgates mm. to open up against you.
1: Well. To give you
0: all types of stuff that you are going to have to have patience for. You mm. don't. You And so it's like, oh, well, Dr. Pitts, well, what do I do then if I don't ask for patience? You have to hold yourself accountable. First and foremost, you have to take a look at why you're so impatient in the first place. Impatience is all about control. You want to control everything. You want everything mm-hmm. to be your way, the way you want it, how you You know, it, it's all about, being a control freak and if things aren't going the way you want them to go when you want them to go how you want them to go in the time frame that you want them to go you're acting crazy you know you have to work on that that is going to require a self check it's going to require some self reflection and some soul searching to find out the deeper issues behind why you are so controlling and why you feel like you so desperately have to have everything your way. Because at the end of the day, you can't control anybody but yourself. And oh, by the way, there's a whole story Ronnie. Well, you, you got road rage, right? You have road rage, road rage, road rage. How do you know that the person in front of you going slow didn't just get news that a loved one passed away or something like that, and they're trying to get to the hospital or to where the family members are and it's a new area for them. And they're trying to listen to the GPS driving. You tailgating them, blowing the horn, flipping them off and everything else. You never know what is causing somebody to behave in a way that's triggering your impatience. So rather than flipping out and acting crazy because things aren't going the way you want them to go and be, you know, I don't have no patience. Look, and I can hear my husband now saying, because I have a confession. I'm I'm disclosing. You ready, Ron? Uh-oh. I am the queen of leaving a cart of groceries in a grocery store and walking out. You, you don't do self-checkout? Okay, so here's the thing. So let me just tell you. So, Ronnie, I've never seen anything like it until I moved here to Texas. One of the grocery stores, I have two grocery stores literally right around the corner from my housing development. Mm-hmm. One of them is not too bad when it comes to self-checkout. But the other one, this is something I had never seen before. The other one only has four cashiers. Everything is self-checkout. Everything. Everything is self-checkout. So depending on what time of the day or the year it is, I kid you not, these lot li- the lines for self-checkout are going to be snaked all the way out from the thing all the way back down the aisles and the whole, and I'm like so and I so now I'm over how I deal with my impatience where that's concern is I don't grocery shop I order the grocery
1: oh, that right' yeah, that', that, that definitely order, does work me
0: I, I order my groceries and have them delivered and don't trip but I I have I am guilty Dr Pitts is being totally transparent I confess I have on on more than a couple of occasions I have left a whole cart of groceries sitting in the middle of the floor <laughs> and my husband will like, say, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> I'm so out of here I can't stand it. I can't stand it. that's that's the thing that that's the area where I have the least amount of patience. He would say that if 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 you mess with my money, if you mess with my family, or if you're hindering me in any way from getting things accomplished that I need to get accomplished, he says that that's when I tend to be the most impatient. Overall though, overall, he says that he believes that I'm a fairly patient person, but it's about control. It's it's about, you know what, I'm not able to control this situation and the, the lack of control does something to me. So we have to Look deeper to to get a handle on what it is that's fueling the impatience. That's all I have,
1: from I I wholeheartedly one thousand percent agree with your your tip of do mm-hmm. not pray for patience. No, um, You know, and, and I always ask I always ask my clients that like, do you ever you pray for patience? And I was like all the time, and I'm just like, stop it! <laughs> I I'm like that might be your problem. That might right. You know, okay. Don't what about. Like you want me to be impatient? I was like. Yeah. Um, kind of like you already are you know so uh, since we're doing confessionals this morning um, oh. I know I know Catholic Mass is on Saturday so since we're doing confessionals uh, this morning okay. um, I would say that I'm a fairly patient person if I'm being okay. objective about myself however okay. Okay. my kryptonite my mm-hmm. Achilles heel that you know Steve Harvey said God said don't trip he ain't through with me yet yeah, yeah. Is my road rage. Uh oh. I, I if, if I'm being honest, I and always, you know, I, I have to be, I have to watch myself now because I never wanted to be a situation where I, you know, tell somebody about themselves and call them everything but a blessed child of God behind the wheel. And then they end up in my therapy office. Right. they be like, I, you look, you that guy.
0: That's oh my goodness, that was you.
1: I'd be like, man, well, so let's talk about it, you know. Let's process you know, in therapy. In therapy, we process so let's process it. this, you know. What could have been done differently? Let's let's reframe this. I like CBT, let's reframe this real quick. What could we have thought differently in that moment? Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, now road rage is something that I am uh terrible with at times. Um, yeah. I have gotten better,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um, you know, these new drivers and these out of state drivers. Man, I don't know. The DMV test must have gotten a lot easier from when I took it because I don't know what the requirements Everybody are. Everybody get I mean. the license
0: now. I used to say, What y'all get your license at Acne? And for people that don't know, it's not familiar, Acne is a grocery store on the East Coast.
1: We used to say 7 Eleven here in Virginia. You know.
0: 7 <laughs> like
1: Eleven must have been passing out those uh those licenses. Yeah, no, nah, but um I, I definitely agree with you know, pay you know, don't pay yeah. for patience. Um no and you know outside of that, I, you know, that it's funny that was gonna be my mental health tip of the week too um especially for my fellows you know because it's like you know I, I think for us you know like men i think when you have a lack of patience it kind of bleeds into you know overall lack of discipline um yeah. you know because yeah. you know by definition i and i looked up the definition of patience mm-hmm. and, you know by definition patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting mm-hmm. angry or upset um you know and so i think a lot of times especially you know and i and i hate to i hate to single them out but i think the newer generation like you know my age and younger i think one of the things that you know the the just society today has done is mm-hmm. it's robbed us of our natural level of patience mm-hmm. called know, the microwave generation right Exactly. I, you know, I always mm-hmm. say like, you know, we want microwave results. We want to just pop, you know, pop, a, you know, something in the microwave, press a button and a minute later, mm-hmm. boom, you got a fresh cooked meal. You know, um, nobody wants to go to the store no more, get the ingredients, right. chop everything up, get everything together, season it, marinate it, let it sit, put it in the oven or the smoker, let it don't cook all right. day. And then by the time the sun go down, you got your fresh cooked meal. But right. that process right. of doing it, that process, enjoying that process, You know Mm the 76ers have a slogan trust the process Mm. and you know when when we think about that you know trusting the process well what does that look like well part of trusting that process part of having trust is having the patience that it might not unfold in front of me right now it might not you know uh fruition or 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 manifest itself in front of me right now Mm -hmm. but if i can stay consistent longer than i'm inconsistent Mm -hmm. then by virtue I should be able to reap the benefits of my rewards
0: yeah. i tell um, my clients the same thing that like throughout like you know try when
1: you can see the discomfort kicking in mm-hmm. trust the process yeah you know you because I, I think i it's, it's so many things that, and, and i will say this you know um and this might go a little bit off tangent a little bit but i think mm-hmm. since it's on the topic of patience i think mm-hmm. it's important for me to say this um I think especially, and and I'm just talking about us as Americans, because I can't speak for Mm -hmm. the rest of the world, Um, because I know in the rest of the world, they have no choice but to wait. They have no choice but to have patience, because Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of things that they're not afforded. Granted, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things in this country that a lot of us are not afforded either. You know, some of us can't even be afforded clean water. You know, how like, you know, Flint and and now Jackson, Mississippi, what they got going on. But I think too many times that in, in, in our society, especially in American society, because we have access to so many things and because we can normally get what we want in a relatively quick amount of time. Like just think about it, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. could you fathom getting a package two days later after you order it? Like where well, you mm-hmm. can press a button, order it, it's processed Boom. that same day and then guarantee hella high water two days later, it's at your door. Some of them, them
0: can be- tell you if you order within the next two hours, you'll have it between 7 and 11 tomorrow morning.
1: See, that's that big city life. So, you going here at Trick Virginia, <laughs> we now nah, it's two days. You, you yeah, days. man,
0: you, you order that, ne- you order within, you put something in your cart, you order within the next two hours. They'll, they call it overnight. You can have it by 7 a.m. tomorrow, no later than 11 tomorrow morning. You sure enough can. It's me, how I know.
1: <laughs> Thank you. We're working on, the, working on exploring your levels of patience, huh? You know, what? Like, yeah. so, like, because it's crazy. How many times you find yourself ordering something and you'll literally look at it and it'd be like, well, for, you know, for free, it'll get here in 10 days. But for $8, we can get it here in four days. You like, right? let me get this four days real quick. I'll pay that. $8, I got that. <laughs> and so it's like, and I, so I think, Part of that is, you know, obviously, you know, when, you know, as, as you build yourself up, you know, financially and stuff like mm-hmm. that, yeah, you can afford to probably have less patience with certain things. But I think also when that message is portrayed to the masses, I think mm-hmm. it builds a false perception that you can yes. get anything you want right then and there. And that's not the case. Anything worth having is not always easy. Not out of 10. Yeah. Anything that's worth, really worth having is not easy to obtain at all because right. if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth having. And everybody would have it.
0: So exactly.
1: where's the worth in it? That's right. Exactly. So, you know, I, I'm glad we're talking about this, this topic of patience today because, you know, I think too many times, you know, not only just in society, but also for our athletes, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, now patience is something that is is waning even in sports, you know, yeah. for example, I think one of the things that I, I've, been, I've been thinking about, you know, myself as a father and whatnot um, is, you know, obviously I have a son and everything. Um, and, you know, he's a, uh, almost a year and a half. So, you know, yeah, sports, is you know, technically on the horizon and whatnot. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, you know, like, granted, you know, if he wants to play sports when he gets older and whatnot, hey, I'm, I'm going to pour into him as my parents mm-hmm. poured into me their resources mm-hmm. and whatnot, because, you know, the resources they poured into me, definitely I felt like, you know, at that point in time, mm-hmm. gave me a a, a a decent advantage and a really good chance to you know, display a, a good version of myself out there to coaches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but nowadays, I mean, you got like kids, you know, like you ain't getting looked at by middle school, you know, yeah. like unless you're just a late bloomer and you really pop out on the scene, you know, mm-hmm. like you really kind of think that by, by high school, you really ain't gonna get seen by nobody. And mm-hmm. so like, it really speeds this timeline up of getting to a certain level, doing a lot to, you know, be seen by these coaches oh. and whatnot once again, if we talk about this, this rush process, you know, trusting Mm -hmm. the process, but also rushing at the same time, like trying to dictate a process, or in other words, trying to play God, you know, at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, I think when you lack patience, you try to play God at the end of the day, or, you know, most have spiritually, whatever, whatever you worship, or, you know, look to anytime Mm -hmm. that you try to go against the flow of nature, you are Mm -hmm. trying to dictate nature, you know, and so I think patience is, And at the beginning of the show, I said, patience is a talent, you know, because I think about it like this. I think humans possess all the talents in the world that we need to survive on on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. However, those who don't work to build their talents Mm -hmm. lose out and waste those talents. Mm -hmm. So everybody has the ability to express patience and practice patience. Right. But How many people actually practice patience? Right, we talked about not praying for patience. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't want me to pray for it, well, what the hell should I do? You should right. practice it. That's right. Every what day, is, what does practicing patience look like? Well, once again, the definition of patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering mm-hmm. without getting angry or upset. Mm-hmm. So, let's look at that from an athlete's point of view. You know, obviously, you know. <sighs> most athletes when they start playing a sport whether it's football basketball baseball softball track whatever the case may be you know 95 mm-hmm. percent of of kids who start playing sports have a dream of wanting to play at a professional league of you know whatever their sport is most right. of them do. as they get older a lot of that that number you know dwindles and dwindles and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know yeah most people start to realize like okay that is a taller task than what i thought it was when i first started right but for those who you know that's still their. That's still their goal. That's still their objective is to reach that level and to see it through. In a in, in an instance, you know, you already have to have a level of a level of patience. Why? Mm-hmm. One, because stating the obvious, you just have to be a certain age. You have to be a certain age. And for football, for example, you have to be out of high school for three years. Yeah. So right then and there, even for a football player to even sniff the NFL, mm-hmm. you got to be out of high school for three years or at least be 21. Yeah, so you know, it's not like basketball. You can't go straight from high school to the NFL. You gotta wait. You gotta wait a year. You know, and and we've seen you know how people have tried to manipulate that and and get around Mm -hmm. that, and there's been arguments for you know, well, if they're good enough, let them play. They'll figure it out and things like that. But overall, I think for for an athlete to to have a level of patience to understand and trust the process of whatever it is they're trying, Mm -hmm. trying to do in whatever sport they're playing, if you don't have that. I think oftentimes you start to see those players who, you know, the could have been and the would have been and the should have yeah. been, you know, not having that level of patience and understanding and awareness to be like, okay, you know, maybe this linear path that I'm trying to go on, maybe mm-hmm. that's not, maybe that's <clears throat> not the path I need to go on right now. Maybe I have to take an alternate route to get to where yeah. I need to get to. But when yeah. we become so hell bit and so fixated and so tunnel vision mm-hmm. on doing it our way, and mm-hmm. not trusting the process. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. I think when we say trust the process, we think that it's the process that we create for us all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you can have a routine and a schedule and and goals Mm -hmm. and things like that. Obviously, yeah, and and you should. But however, trusting the process also means that with anything, look at any given game. Mm -hmm. For example, the Bills on Thursday. The Bills had four turnovers, three of Mm -hmm. those in the first half. Oh, wow. They had three turnovers in the first half. Josh Allen had two, I think, two interceptions in the first half. Mm -hmm most times most most games if you have four turnovers in a game you probably are getting blown out if you have four turnovers in a game you are probably getting blown out Mm -hmm. but for them to be able to trust the process trusting the process also means having a level of patience of getting the Mm halftime revisiting the game plan okay what worked what didn't work all right Mm -hmm. we know this is working how can we exploit this a little bit more we know this isn't working so what's our alternative what's our what's our uh our, our, our hot route to this. What's our our, our different mm-hmm. blocking package to this thing right here, so we can better try and get this to get to working for us. Yeah. Trusting that plan means having the coach and the team be able to communicate with each other. Like, hey, coach, mm-hmm. you know, when we line up in this formation right here, they show us this front. We didn't really get a good look at this front during practice this week, so maybe we need to try and switch it up a little bit having that patience to understand and being able to analyze and, and read and be able to see things that you might not be able to see on film or even during practice, but seeing it in the game and having that patience to know that, okay, we can trust this process. We see that for them. It turned out for them to win the game.
0: We see that a lot. I I, I feel like patience comes up so much in sports. And I feel like we hear it. Well, during football season, we hear it more where quarterbacks are concerned than anything else because they're, like what do we hear all the time? Tom Brady is patient, right? He's just a mm. Aaron Rock patient, right? They're yep. especially those pocket quarterbacks. They are patient, patient, <clears throat> patient. And it goes back to what I said last week. It's like they're reading that field, just like the Terminator, right? And mm-hmm. it's and there's a level of patience that they have that speaks to the quality of QB that they are that helps because when you're trying to force a play when you're trying to force the pass down the field when you're trying to to force the sack or whatever the case may be chances are it's gonna you're gonna get the penalty I we'll know all about that gonna end up getting these stupid penalties you're gonna end up using large you're gonna end up in essence like you said you're gonna give the daggone game away and when you look at it closely a, a element of that is a lack of patience it's a lack of patience and you you but but Ronnie here's here's what I want to tease out a little bit isn't it fair to say that when we see what regardless of what the sport is when we see a lack of patience you know we're looking at this athletic competition mm. but isn't it fair to say that it's actually the individuals that have the issue with patience and it's coming together it, as a team but what does that look like when you've got multiple players that personally struggle with
1: impatience?
0: How does so that think, break the team down?
1: I, so it, it, it does. So, you know, one of the... Nick Saban has a quote um, that's a really good a really good quote. Um, and he, he says... He was on a Today that,
0: Show the other day talking about mental health. Go ahead. He was? Yeah, he was. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Interview his players mental health. Like, man, you got Nick Saban as a coach. I'm shoot. I... I'd have had some coaches, you know, I'm pretty
0: sure. Oh, you're breaking up. So he's having some technical difficulties. So while we're waiting for Ronnie to get his technical difficulties straightened out, you know, one of the things that we have to think about Uh, when it,
1: uh yeah, you're back. You broke Okay, up. I didn't know if I was frozen. No, you were frozen. Go ahead. Uh, Comcast is going to have to sponsor us or something. But um, no, so the quote is is that mediocre, mediocre people can't stand to be around high level people and high level people can't stand, around, stand to be around mediocre people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And why is that? Because when you look at it from a team perspective, you're absolutely right. It's not the, the patience level of the team. It's the collective of the individuals that make the team and yeah. their level of their own individual patience. Yeah. One of the things you always hear coaches talk about is buying into the team, buying into mm-hmm. us, buying into the the idea and the process and the values of the team. Because if you have if you have people who do not buy in, mm-hmm. then you have people who might not understand that things take time. Yeah. You know, when you when you bring in when you bring in a new coaching staff or you bring in a new uh, a new group of players yep. and things like that, you always hear about buying into this new program buying into this new idea buying into this philosophy why because like i said when you let's look at the offensive line for example you have five individuals Mm -hmm. who have to every single play have to work as a unit Mm -hmm. now they all have five individual tasks but sometimes those individual tasks intersect with each other sometimes you have double teams sometimes you have people who are pulling you have to replace the block sometimes you Mm -hmm. have people who are pass prone on one side and run and and, um Mm -hmm green blocking on the other side. So mm-hmm. everybody, even though yeah. everybody has their own individual job, they have mm-hmm. to work as a unit. Right, right. So, But when you have one person not buying into it, when you have, let's say you have the right guard who doesn't necessarily agree to the double team technique with the centers, mm-hmm. or they don't agree to the double team technique with the tackle and they're mm-hmm. doing it wrong. And now you're wondering why the three techniques keep on slipping the double team and getting in the backfield, making a tackle. It's because yeah. somebody doesn't trust the process. It's because somebody yeah. doesn't trust the technique. And when you mm-hmm. don't trust that, and you don't have the patience to either learn it or communicate with your coach, like, "Hey, I'm not getting this. Can we do? You know, can we figure something out that can work for mm-hmm. us?" You have those issues. Yeah, the team can start to fracture and crumble because you don't mm-hmm. have people buying into everything that encompasses what a team is, is supposed to be. Yeah, but that yeah. requires patience. Because I, I tell people all the time, you know, <clears throat> when Coach Gottenham came to Virginia State my my junior year. You know, like we were excited. It was a brand new coach. He had a brand new philosophy. He commanded Uh our respect, you know, like, and and we started to slowly buy in. But if you'd have told me at halftime of our first game against Fayetteville State in 2013, how do I feel about the buy-in of this program? I'd have been like, I mean, it looked like, you know, know, New Year, same team, if you ask me. But, you know. We ended up winning that game. We, we, we scratched and clawed and fought our way back to win the game. But yeah. one of the things that we learned is that we have to be patient and really trust this process. Right. Like, we went from being the laughingstock of the CIAA to a legit contender for the national playoffs year in and year out. But yeah. that requires a level of patience and not... Sometimes I think when you can't see the end result right then and there, you feel like, well, how much time do I really have? Like... Right. And I think... I think our perception of time as individuals is also a reason why it's hard for some people to really buy into the idea of patience, mm-hmm. you know? Granted, obviously, once again, for the technical Tammys out there, yeah, mm-hmm. you are not guaranteed tomorrow, next week, next month, next Mm-mm. year, none of that. You're not even guaranteed the next hour. None of us are. I get all that, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't make everything happen today either. mm I can't amass a a, a wealth, a a wealth of fortune. I can't grow my hair back today. I can't lose 30 pounds today. I can't go, you know, go to LA today. I can't do all those things today. You know what that is,
0: Ronnie? That's, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, you got it. it. It's attitude. It's attitude. People have a stank attitude when it comes to not only waiting but Mm. trusting the process right and and how do we how do we learn how to trust the process and to change our attitude you got to relax you have to relax and know that what and, and this is the way i present it to my clients ronnie i'll say well, what is the absolute worst case scenario that can happen? Mm-hmm. If if hypothetically, right? If um and I'll take it out of the context of sports for a minute, but if the dishes aren't done right now, right now, I told you to do those dishes right now. What's gonna happen if they're not done right now? Are we never gonna eat again? <laughs> Are we is the, you know. 20 minutes from now, is the electricity being shut off and we never had a water? Are like, right, have a whole
1: fortress built on top of your plates in the next 20 minutes? Right,
0: right. You know, like, why does it have to be done right now? And it goes back to control. So a big part of it is just learning to relax. I went, it was last week I had, I needed ink for the printer. And I told you, I don't like to go in stores. I don't. And my husband, his crazy self said, I can see where this is going. <laughs> we went in the store, went and got the ink cartridges, picked up a couple of other office supplies. And because I had to pick up a couple other office supplies, the cashier in electronics where the ink cartridges were, had to put one of those real thick, heavy plastic lock boxes on it. Mm-hmm. Instead, when you get up front, tell them to you know to put the thing on it and push the red button, and it'll pop off. My husband said, "I see where this is going." Oh, <laughs> like because he already knew, he already knew. So we get up front, and you know they couldn't get that box off, right? But you will be so proud of me because I did exactly what I said. Because he said, "Babe, just relax. You you need to ink." we're on a short time window here because you've got to get back to have sessions he said they're gonna get the box on now I'm not gonna say that I didn't feel like my head was gonna pop off <laughs> because I did like I was really getting I was really 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 getting agitated because my thing was I said to the girl when she put the box on can you escort us up front And take, because the mere fact that you're saying to me to tell them how to take it off, tells me they're not gonna be able to get that thing off. I already know. My psychic energy has kicked in and I know they are not gonna be able to get that box off of that daggone ink cartridge. Mm -hmm. It took them 20 minutes to get that box off that ink cartridge. But I didn't, I, I, I didn't walk out. I stayed there and I'm like, I did my little breathing but i I literally inside it was a bonfire cause I'm like, Are you serious? but you have to relax running we have Absolutely. to we Absolutely. have to be willing to relax because doing that can be instrumental in helping us to to do better, and that's now bringing it back to sports. you get taken out the game you need to you need to bring it down a notch, you need yeah. to learn how to center yourself,
1: yeah if you get too overworked, if you get too overworked up or too overhyped, or you're not, you're not present enough, or you're not really being aware of enough, and you can start anytime you make an impulsive choice or decision, Yep, it's probably not going to work out in your favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously in sports, you could, you can sometimes like the the really great ones can get away Mm -hmm. with making an impulsive decision. You know, like Mm -hmm. for example, now the, the no look past is becoming more of a talked about thing. You know, mm-hmm. most quarterbacks and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Highly risky. You know, that's very, Patrick
0: Mahomes is Forte
1: in it. Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers a It's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, have who have that level of confidence and that level yeah. of awareness and, and and things like that. Um, but even even getting to that level of, of having that patience in their abilities and mm-hmm. their confidence in their abilities, you know, to understand breaking down game film. And yeah. I think a lot of times, you know. Once again, like when you when you can trust the process, when you can do the, the groundwork and do the things every day that can really, you know, quell those anxieties. We know that when you can quell an anxiety, that brings a level of, of comfort, a level of assuredness, mm-hmm. a level of reassurance for you that, you know, yeah, okay, I know I can do this. Or if this comes mm-hmm. up, I'm prepared mm-hmm. for this. It won't catch me off guard where I have to make a mm-hmm. haste decision. So Can yeah. I
0: clinically chime in on that when you finish that thought? Go ahead. Yeah. You got it. So I was just going to say that that's spot on. And when you talk about anxiety within the context of patience, you got to be able to identify your triggers, folks. If yeah. you can't put your finger on the pulse of what it is that's influencing you to be impatient, you're going to continue to lose that battle. You're going right. to continue to lose that fight. You have to know Would well, you just? I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say, Dr. Pitts, this is just the way I am. Say that to me one more again. Don't say that to me no more. Make me lose my patience. (laughs) You, 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 you stop copping out. Stop talking about this is just the way I am. There's an underlying reason for everything, Ronnie. Oh, yeah. There's an underlying reason for everything. And there's something whether it's on the football field, on the basketball court, in the pool, on the baseball diamond, whatever it is, personally, in the locker room, before you even come out for the game, if something is triggering you, it's going to throw you off. And if you don't know how to identify them and manage them, you have to be able to know. So here's, here's the clinical recommendation for that. in in sports play and out of sports play. Identify what your triggers are. Like take the time to think, what situations and circumstances do I find myself being impatient? Mm -hmm. Athletically, let the the ref or the umpire make a bad Mm call. Oh, folk in the ref space, they, oh dear God, can you please back up? I'm about, you about to be, and how many times? How many times have we seen players thrown out the game because of a bad call? Really? Get, sit your butt down. What are you doing? Complete lack of patience. You feel offended. You feel violated. You feel injustice has happened. And now you're behind is on your way down that tunnel. You
1: I ain't gonna lie though. You know, sometimes the refs, you know, especially them pass interference calls that they do or don't make sometimes uh-huh. and, like, they they're really it, it, and, and i think it's really important for us to have a, when we think about athletes we always talk about you know athletes always during the off season and things like that you know what mm-hmm. can i do better what can i do better mm-hmm. what can i do to work on my game and get better and things like that mm-hmm. you know part of that is like you said is identifying those triggers because as much as we always talk about it, as much as the game you don't have to have your body physically ready you have to be physically yes. in shape and stuff physical like that. health Your mental health that we always talk about sports are 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical. And there's a reason for that, because if especially in football, if you lose the battle of the game at the line of scrimmage because you're having a tit for tat with the other player and they get into your head or they say something to you or they are just egging you on all game, you start to lose your patience. And instead of it being the team game it's now me game. Yeah, yeah, you definitely will, you know, you won't be able to maximize your talent and your potential because you're so worried about what the other person's saying because mm-hmm. that's a trigger for you. And as soon mm-hmm. as they trigger you, you lose all your patience. And now it's all about you and him instead of mm-hmm. meet us versus them. So, you know, but part of that also is reflecting on what occurs when you are impatient. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things I like to work with my clients on and I like to talk to people about is, you know, mm-hmm. understanding the concept of CBT or cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy and yeah. you know not to get too clinical on it but basically the idea of cbt is to you know understand that our thoughts correlate our feelings which lead us to action or inaction or expression of our feelings yes. Indeed. and so i always tell i always tell people all the time your feelings are not facts your right. feelings are, are are an indicator they're an alarm system they're telling you like mm-hmm. hey i'm perceiving something from external externally or internally so yeah. now that i'm feeling this Now you Mm -hmm. have to make the choice on, do I act on this or do I I not Mm -hmm. act on it and just let it pass? But Mm -hmm. that starts with understanding your thoughts. So Mm -hmm. when you get triggered and you start to feel that level of impatience, what are the thoughts that are running through your mind? Is it something that you feel like you're trying to control? Is it something Mm -hmm. that you feel like that you're not good enough at? Is it something that Mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, that, you know, I, I just, I'm not getting this from my team or from my coaches? Understanding Mm -hmm. those thoughts and how that makes you feel can help Mm -hmm. you better understand like what actions or what inactions do I need to take in this situation? Regulate those emotions. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's,
0: It's understanding. And you said that beautifully. And I think I touched on it last week too. That people don't realize that their thoughts and their feelings are the remote control that determines the vibrational frequency that their mind is operating on. And that vibrational frequency that your mind is on is what you're emitting, right? Hence, why an opponent can pull you off your square. Hence, why an opponent or your opponents can draw you off sides. Hence, mm-hmm. why your opponents can really psych you out and and have you so discombobulated that now you're you're impatient with yourself. You're beating yourself in the helmet, and you you know you. Banging on the ground, you're doing all types of crazy stuff. You're in the ref space You you're fighting on the field. You're doing all this craziness because you couldn't regulate your emotions, and your inability to regulate your emotions heightened your triggers and set your impatience ablaze. So yeah. now you're out of control. You're Not out of nothing. control. Your your teammates are having to hold you back and grab you by the back of your jersey and pull you out the the you know or off the pile. Cause y'all acting a fool. Bench is clear. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a wow! Why both teams on the field? What just <laughs> What just happened? What just happened? Everybody regulating. <laughs> Whole team. Everybody just stop regulating their emotions. Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, like, hey, it's up after a big psychotic
0: episode on on the field.
1: Hey, hey, hey. or sometimes you know they come in together and be like hey, you know what? we need to elbow in this practice real early real quick so let's just start this fight real quick so we can get out of practice you know let's lose our let's lose our patience as a team with this practice hey you know
0: let the secret out the bag <laughs> hey i mean
1: hey no nah, I, I want the first one i want the first one but you know I, I think that i think that's extremely important um and also you know we were talking about this also earlier you know um, one of the other things that athletes I should definitely be mindful of as, when it regards to patience is having patience with your personal goals and team goals, but yeah. more specifically, your personal goals too, because for example, if you are a, a scrawny receiver coming into college, you only about a buck, 60 buck 70 soaking wet, you know, about five, 11, six foot, you ain't got your grown man body yet. You know, right. it <laughs> right. takes time. It takes time We're going, going into the gym, lifting those weights, increasing mm-hmm. your calorie intake, Staying consistent with it, up in mm-hmm. your protein intake to see you put on that muscle mass and put on that body weight mm-hmm. so that way when you are out there in the you know the throws mm-hmm. of a football game, you're not mm-hmm. getting beat up and banged up and bruised up and everything, it can't go the next week. But having that patience for your goals, yeah. My high school principal, Mr. Cunningham, used to always say every school year, he was always like, Begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, That's you take good. Your he said, Before you take your first step, before you start on your journey, whatever your journey is. Mm-hmm start with the end in mind because if you start walking without the end in mind you'll be walking forever you'll never know you'll never know when you reach you'll never know when you reach your destination so Mm -hmm. yeah start with the end in mind but also trust the process too yeah i always tell people i think i think one of the things that we have a hard time with sometimes is that when we start with the end in mind or when we think about the end result the end goal Mm -hmm. When it doesn't get there fast enough, when it doesn't get there in our timeline, when we think it should yeah. get there, we yeah. scrap it. We say it's not good enough anymore. We say like, well, I, I just, I'll never achieve this. You know, but- I'm not
0: scrapping it, Ronnie. My Cowboys are going to be win a Super Bowl
1: before I die. Go well, ahead. I I think what, uh, do who, who was it? Um, We've um, been getting was, along really well today. Who who in the Bible lived to about eight hundred? Um, um, was it was it Noah? No, no, Noah ain't lived to eight hundred. Um, somebody lived to about eight hundred in the Old Testament. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody very prominent. Was it Solomon? No, he had eight hundred wives.
0: <laughs> he was patient like a mouse.
1: Yeah, man.
0: He had um, like, he had like eight nine hundred wives. He he epitomized patience. Trying to think.
1: Ain't, ain't enough happy lives to make all them wives happy in all but okay. you know so yeah so I think I think uh, for our athletes you know when you begin with the end in line understand that don't lose sight of the end because you want to rush to the end right that's good understand that and also when you prepare with the end in mind also understand that that's not the end yeah. that's the end of this goal that's the end of this yeah. journey well, right. when you reach that goal, when you succeed that, when you check it off your list and things like that, that automatically ignites and starts a brand new journey. Yeah. Your journey yeah. just don't end there when you accomplish that thing. For example, right. when a player gets drafted to the NFL, that's not the end of their journey. Their now, journey the is the beginning,
0: actually. Beginning.
1: Yeah. How many times when you graduate high school, you graduate college or you or do anything they say, well, now the real work begins. That's right. Because everything right. leading up to that was the process. I think a lot of times people lose patience because they are they get shocked by actually achieving something.
0: They get yeah. surprised
1: when they achieve something. Like this wasn't what you're working for the whole time. Right. Don't let it shock yes. you or surprise you. This was what you were working towards. This right. was the end goal you had in mind when you started your journey to begin with. So Indeed. why are you letting it shock you? Why are you letting it catch you off guard?
0: Because Be they didn't ready. really believe they were going to achieve it, Ronnie. It was, it was sitting, it was, it was, the outward expression was camouflaging doubt. And then when they really achieved it, their doubt got
1: exposed. Exactly. Exactly. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So yeah, you know, don't let your don't let your dreams or mm-hmm. your end goal shock you or catch you off guard. Have mm-hmm. patience, but also be prepared to reach your goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Yeah. And you so also have means, and, and, expect, and especially with, I'm sorry, I mean, I just had one more point for uh, patients, you know, also being prepared for the unexpected. And I wanted yep. to kind of talk about this real quick, because one of the things that I try to do as a clinician mm-hmm. is I try to um, destigmatize emotions. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I think a lot of times emotions get a very bad rep. Especially the mm-hmm. difficult emotions, like when we talk mm-hmm. about depression, sadness, hopelessness, worthlessness, anger, frustration, those mm-hmm. emotions get a bad rep far too many times mm-hmm. than they should. But another another emotion that gets a really bad rep and another feeling is anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think for yeah. an athlete, I think you have to have a healthy level of anxiety. Yeah. Everybody has a everybody has anxiety to begin with. And let me just say that every person that walks this earth has some form of anxiety mm-hmm. It's crucial for your human structure for you as a human to function with some level of anxiety another way to say anxiety especially in the sports in the sports world another way to say anxiety is anticipation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how much do you hear in sports that when a, a great player just has a level of anticipation that you just can't coach you mm-hmm. they have a level of anticipation that you can't teach mm-hmm. that anticipation it's just their anxiety working there, working in their favor. Yeah. That's all that is. When you hear a court, when you hear them talk about quarterbacks anticipating when the wide receiver is going to break, not waiting for him yeah, to yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his anxiety. Yeah. But even with anxiety, when you have a healthy level of anxiety, anxiety is nothing but an alarm system in your mind telling you, like, hey, we're not too mm-hmm. sure about this situation or this person or this thing. Mm-hmm. So we need to add some resources. We need to generate some, some assuredness in our mind to let us know that when this situation or this person or this thing comes up again, we know how to deal with it. Indeed. In other words, in sports, that's when you see a a defensive front or you see them, you know, go uh, a box one in basketball, or you see them do whatever formations they have in baseball or hockey or soccer, whatever the case may be. And you've Mm -hmm. never seen it before. Now your anxiety is, now your anxiety is triggered because you're like, Oh snap. Like, I'm concerned because I don't know how to address the situation. So you yeah. become hyper aware. And we know that becoming hyper aware in certain situations is a great thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, But we know, also know that excessive anxiety can rob you of your talent. Excessive anxiety yeah. can yeah. rob you of your decision-making. Excessive anxiety can rob you of being the athlete that you should be. Yeah. So i say all that to say, prepare for the unexpected, but <laughs> don't let the unexpected paralyze you. And
0: And here's the other thing too, and I'll, I'll close us out with that so that we can do our picks. Um, if you find, if you are an athlete, a coach, a parent of an athlete, regardless of, of where you are in the athletic journey and what your role is, if you find yourself dealing with, and I don't even want to limit it to severe anxiety because it, it may be helpful to see a mental health practitioner if you find yourself starting to deal with anxiety more frequently and it's impacting you in a negative way, you're going to, you could benefit from going into therapy to address that, to learn some tools and strategies and interventions that you can put in place so that it doesn't escalate to an anxiety disorder. We say it time and time again on HT, Un. Treated mental illness doesn't just go away. It's like anything else, it will morph. If just like water dripping on a rock created the Grand Canyon, if you leave it untreated, life is going to continue to happen. Life is going to continue to throw fast pitch curveballs at you at any given time. It is absolutely imperative to try to plan for as much of the unexpected as you possibly can. But the reality of it is, is we can't pay, plan for everything. There are things that life is going to throw at us that you know what you just don't see it coming and if your anxiety gets to a level where it consumes you you know you have a problem so don't wait until it gets so bad that it's ruling you in a negative way be proactive when you realize you're starting to have an issue with it talk to somebody talk to talk you know get in go to three four sessions with a mental health practitioner that can help you to learn better ways to manage the anxiety and find out what the root of it is in the first place. But just to wrap this piece up with patience before we go into our picks, look at patience as the combination of persistence and time. Right, you have to keep at it. You have to know that it is going to take time to accomplish the things that you wanna get accomplished, whether it's winning, developing a rhythm with your team, getting into alignment with your coach and training staff, You know, like Ronnie gave a beautiful example of when you have a whole new team coming in because the previous coach, you know, got fired or retired or died or whatever the case may be, it's transitional, right? And you have to be able to trust the process in order to be able to maximize on the opportunities that are being presented to you. Learn how to manage your pain, both physical and mental pain. Learn how to get rid of the bitterness that can often fuel impatience. Learn how to improve your ability to delay gratification. And Ronnie just said it beautifully, focus on the journey. And folks, here's how you do all of that. You wait, you wait. And I'm using wait as an acronym. You need to have a better understanding of why patience is important to you. In other words, what will it cost you to be more patient? And what are the benefits of being more patient? What is it costing you to be impatient? And what are the benefits of being impatient? You want to heighten your awareness of how you're currently feeling. You want to identify ways to regulate your emotions and you want to transcend and connect with the self so that you can fulfill your purpose both in and out of athletic play. You got to learn to be patient, folks. It's practice. See patience as a muscle. If you don't exercise it, Mm -hmm. it'll grow weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker if we want to get better at anything we have to feed it we got to feed it we have to feed our willingness and our desire and our efforts to be more patient ronnie let's make these picks and wrap up for today
1: absolutely thank you for wrapping that up so beautifully as you always do so (laughs) all right y'all so going back to week one of our picks um so like i said um so through week one uh dr pitts record is five and five uh my record is uh eight and two should have been nine and one but i can't vote for Bowie, so you know is what it is and then our our guest last week chris if you're watching today uh you also went five and five alongside dr pitts Mm -hmm. i told you you can't listen to everybody just because they're from up north so you know know it's all good so so this week our first game is elizabeth city versus livingstone Dr. Pitts, who you got?
0: Uh, Elizabeth City versus Livingstone. Elizabeth City.
1: Elizabeth City.
0: Mhm.
1: I'm going with e- I'm going with ECSU as well. All right. So our next one, and this is the game that I'm excited for: um, mm-hmm. Jackson State um had a uh, very uh, uh statement win last week against uh famu um mm-hmm. but they play uh um, tennessee state this week um eddie george's team so mm-hmm. who you got this week dr pitts i'm going with jackson state yeah i see you i see you came around it's all right you sometimes you know sometimes you know it's ignorant all your life
0: <laughs>
1: our next game um and i believe this is a uh uh, uh classic game real quick actually i'm sorry. Um, the uh, so the Elizabeth City game is the down east Vikings classic. I apologize mm-hmm. for not announcing that um, mm-hmm. that's against Livingstone. Um, Jackson State and Tennessee State is the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, they're playing okay. in Memphis today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our next game is the Chattanooga scenic HBCU football classic between Fort Valley State and Kentucky State in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, Dr. Pitts, who you got between Fort Valley and Kentucky State? Kentucky Kentucky State mm-hmm. I'm going Fort Valley
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, this week we got um, this is the rest of these games are not classic games in any way this is just HBCU games that are going on um, mm-hmm. we got Winston-Salem State versus uh, North Carolina Central who you got oh just to provide some context Winston-Salem is a D2 in 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 Central is uh FCF um uh, and it's not the Winston from ten years ago. I will just put that out there too. If you know, you know.
0: Central, Central versus Winston.
1: Yep, Central versus Winston. Um, I'm gonna go with Winston. Okay. All right, Winston. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm going see. I'm going Central. Because the mm-hmm. uh, Rams, the Rams. Um, all right. Now we got uh, Alabama A&M versus Troy. I'm going with A&M. and A&M. m mm-hmm. right. I concur that. I don't know enough about either one of them, honestly, but I'm going to go with uh, A&M with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one, we got uh, Tuskegee University versus Hampton University. Hampton uh, won the Battle of the Real HU last week versus Howard. Uh, Stomped them out, actually. It won't even close. So, Howard, y'all are not the Real HU for the next 365 days. Um, So, who you got? Hampton or Tuskegee? I don't
0: know how Tuskegee's playing. Um, They lost
1: last week. I'm
0: going to go with Hampton.
1: Hampton. Uh The Pirates of the Bay. All right, our next game is Morgan State versus Towson. Ooh, Morgan State has Bowie State's uh, old head coach who won right. the last three CIAA titles. I do not know if Morgan State won last week. I do not know. I'm gonna go with weeks.
0: so so that Dr. Maiden don't give me up for adoption. I'm going with Morgan. <laughs> I'm staying look staying
1: loyal. Right. Loyal to my peeps. I'm gonna rock with Morgan State too. Um I don't know how Towson's doing this year and I, and I don't yeah. know if Morgan State won last week, but I'm going I'm to rock with Morgan State. Um, uh-huh. Our next one is Benedict College versus Lane. I have no
0: idea.
1: Um, Benedict? I I was going to say Benedict too, because I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know about them. Um, Lane don't strike me as somebody that, uh, you know... Mm-mm. Our next one is Albany State versus FAMU. This should be a uh, really interesting match. Albany State um, uh, is a pretty de- uh, decent team. FAMU, you know, wants to probably get revenge uh, from last week. Still going uh, with FAM.
0: I'm still going with FAM. I'm going with FAM. I'm going with FAM.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm highly
0: unlikely to root against my rat. It's my, my only. I'm a with FAMU as well. When, my only struggle will be when they play Del State, and then I'll be like, ah.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with, go with family as well. And uh-huh. then our last game is the Tigers of Savannah State University versus also. I think this is also one of your alma maters, Edward Waters University. Yeah,
0: E W C Tigers. That's my that's my alma mater.
1: We actually got a, a player from state that transferred down to Edward Waters. E-Dub. and they're playing Savannah. Yep, this is Savannah's uh, first game of the season. I think this is Edward Waters' second game, second or third game of the season. So they definitely have, they've had some tune ups and whatnot. But uh, Savannah State had a really good season last year, dropping down to uh, D2. Um, so they are rearing to uh, probably have another successful season this year. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to go
0: with EWC.
1: All right, EWC. I'm going to go with EWC. I'm gonna go with Shay Sharp's uh uh alum alumnus of Savannah State.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I hope they don't make me look like a fool. Um. But all right. So picks are locked in. So let's check back in next week, y'all. Once again, thank y'all for joining us today. I hope y'all enjoyed our conversation. Check back in with us next week as we uh pick up again uh for House Talk pregame episode number 92. All right. So look, enjoy this football Saturday, y'all. Be safe, and we'll holler at you next week. Peace! Bye!